Hey everyone, thanks for tuning in to the Mill Spec Believer podcast. I got an awesome interview lined up for y'all today. Super excited for you to listen to my conversation with Todd Duquette. Todd is a TACP officer like myself who just recently graduated Ranger School. So uh, lots of amazing info and golden nuggets if you're interested in going to Ranger School. If not, I still highly encourage you to listen to the episode uh, really, there, there's so much to take away from hearing Todd's experience at Ranger School, both as a member of the military and, and as a Christian. With that said, let's get into it. I'm excited to welcome uh, to the show Todd Duquette. Thanks for coming on the show, man. Yeah, thanks for having me. Excited to get this chat going. Sweet. Well, for anyone who doesn't know you, can you just uh, briefly, we'll get into a lot of it, but will you just tell us who you are and what you've been up to lately? Yeah. Um, so my name is Todd Duquette. I'm a captain in the Air Force, specifically the TACP career field. So TACP JTAC by trade. And uh, just recently going through some schools. So just finished Ranger School and then finishing up Airborne. I know it's a little late. But uh, better late than never, huh? You got me beat. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man. Um, and then just get back into flight commander stuff. So t- not too bad. Cool, man. Well, uh, what uh, you said you're at TACP, obviously, uh, just finishing up Ranger School at Airborne. What kind of got you to that place in the first place? So just military background uh, overview, if you could. Yeah, feel free to cut me off whenever, man, because I love talking about this kind of stuff. But uh, Yeah, sure. So I grew up in a military family, right? So my dad was a E7 in the Air Force. And then he's, he's always like, hey, like Air Force is a pretty good gig, you know? And then I liked what he was doing. My brothers all joined and they're a little older than me. And then I was like, well, I think I'm gonna go that route as well and serve my country. So here we are. Um, kind of always knew I wanted to do something quote unquote exciting while I was young and able-bodied. So I saw like special warfare and tech P and, you know, dropping bombs was kind of cool. So I figured I'd throw in a packet for that and then go to selection. And, uh, you know, now we're, now we're here. So it's been a long journey, but grateful for every step of the way. Pretty yeah. That's, that's awesome, man. What, uh, what was kind of the, the spiritual background before we get into anything else? Um, so obviously that was your military side of things. Like what was, you are a Christian, uh, you do profess Christ, but kind of what, what, uh, was the beginnings of that for you? Was it early childhood or? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So growing up, we went to church uh, as like a family. And so I'm talking like probably younger, maybe like up to about eight years old, we went as a family. And then my dad was security forces. And so he was working really long hours and like working on the weekends and everything. And so it was hard to get everybody going on Sunday. So eventually we stopped going as a family. Um, But I always had that faith with me. And then I was kind of on and off through you know, like middle school and high school just because of rides and I couldn't, couldn't drive obviously, you know, since I was young and then started picking up going to like church again throughout college. You know, they had like those college organizations that I was a part sure. of and, uh, you know, just. What were you a part of? Just, just curious. Uh, so they had like, I went to Angeles state university. So their mascot was the Rams. Um, and so there's an organization called Rams for Christ and cool. they would meet every Sunday and Wednesday and just get together and, you know, different, different things and, and, promoting uh you know the faith so that's pretty cool cool man that's awesome so um 
so it's always kind of been there. Um, how would you say that kind of flushed out in the military, just uh, your faith and everything? Is it just kind of something that's been there? Has it been easy being a Christian in the military or kind of what, what's that been like for you? So it's definitely always been there. And it's kind of a hard question um, just because there's like a parallel to like everything else we do in the military, especially as officers. Yeah. Know? There's, there's certain qualities and things that the military wants us to do and uh, be disciplined in. And then, you know, you can't push your political views or religious views on everybody. And so it's, you know, can't we do that? However, um, as far as being a Christian and like following my principles in the faith, I kind of let that lead in like my actions throughout the day. And then hopefully sure. they can see what I'm doing and, and see that as like hopefully the right way in their eyes and choose to uh, follow at least my actions, which I think are uh, at least I'm doing the best I can to, you know, be Christianly, if that makes sense. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Man. Well, we fail at it often, but no, that, that's Absolutely. awesome, man. That's cool to hear, dude. Um, so you become a TACP. You're super pumped about it. I know I was. And then, like, what possessed you to actually want to go to Ranger School? Because I, I know, at least for me, after going through the pipeline and everything, I, I'm, I'm slowly kind of easing into this mindset of I, I never want to go get yelled at again. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. I hear that hundred um, percent. Yeah. The schoolhouse was definitely a challenge. Um, probably one of the harder things I've done in my life um, as I'm sure it is with everybody else. But when I was going through tactical officer selection and I won't use any names, but there was a, an officer there who was an air force guy and he had his tab and you know, I didn't know what it was at the time, but I picked his brain and he was just a good Christian leader. He was squared away in the military. He happened to be on my fire team whenever we were going through selection. And I just remember getting there and they threw out all this gear and they're like, Hey, you guys have like 10 minutes to get all this stuff mollied together. I just remember thinking to myself, cause I was a cadet at the time. Yo, what the heck is like mollying? Like, what does that mean? <laughs> yeah. I was that far behind the curve. <laughs> um, but you know, this dude for this Ranger tab, he, he stepped up, started leading everybody and you know, knew what was going on. So that coupled with like who he was as a person, I was like, man, like there's got to be something behind that ranger tab. Um, obviously, there's credit to this dude uh, who's a, a good leader and actually in the tech community. But that was like my initial glimpse of ranger and like wanting to keep going on with, you know, developing my leadership. And then very similar, like I won't drag it on, but very similar to uh, an LT who was on my team at the schoolhouse. Like he had his ranger tab squared away, solid dude. I was like, all right, man, there's something to it. I got to go. Like eventually I got to go. So. Yeah. Oh, that's awesome, man. I, I definitely, uh, you know, love when we can have some mentors and, and some guys to look up to, especially in the Christian walk. It's, it's huge. Um, but uh, just tab the tab in general, just for anyone listening without like an understanding of this, like as a TAC P you're, you're an air force guy in a army community. Generally, obviously you can support any service, but like, tabs in the army are, are very sought after and like you're not a, a leader in the army really if you don't have one um mm -hmm. and so it's definitely cool to see guys like you and other TACP officers getting that tab so that you know when you're in the room with those army leaders or whoever you know you actually have somewhat of a instant foundation uh, for them to trust you're not a complete air force turd um <laughs> absolutely but uh, oh, that's really cool, man. Uh, I'm sure you got crapped on so much 
for being an Air Force guy, and, and we'll we'll get into all of that. So, without further ado, let's 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 dive into Ranger School, man. Um, what uh, if you could just kind of outline each phase, maybe up front, and then and then we'll we'll dive into some of those. Yeah, so I'll start from like the very beginning in terms of like if guys are trying to go to Ranger School, like they gotta work their leadership and get all of the prerequisites and medical stuff done. Sure. Um, because we have a lot of guys who say they want to go, but then when it comes time to actually try to send them, there's always something wrong with their medical paperwork. So that was probably like the biggest hurdle, especially being Air Force, working our flight physicals on an Army base. There's a lot of, you know, uh, dudes talking to each other, trying to get uh, paperwork done, and then something gets held up somewhere. So that's the, that's the hardest thing getting started. But for me, uh, once all that was done, I got a slot to RTEC with a reigning, reigning training and assessment course, uh, which is like the pre-ranger. And uh, for sister service, like you don't have to go through that. However, like you'd be a fool to like not go through that because it sets you up for Darby phase or the first phase of actual ranger school very well. Um, so went through that, it was only a two week course and they go through all of the 20 boards or the small unit tactics that you'll be doing there, all the different mission sets. They go through all the operations order development and how to actually brief it um, to the standard of ranger school. There's the PT test. Uh, so there we did uh, like a nine, nine mile ruck and it was timed. And if you failed that, like you were, you're gone. And if you fail our attack, like you don't get a slot in the Ranger school. So it's, it's, it's pretty important to pass that. Um, and, and with that, they got the RTTs, the Ranger training tasks that you'll be evaluated on at Ranger school in the first week. Got to pass it there pre-Ranger to get uh, a go to uh, Ranger school. So all of that was, was our attack. And dude, oddly enough, um, because you mentioned it prior to us even getting on the podcast was like significant moments or like significant events throughout to kind of like brought yeah. the faith in. Um, sure. I'll jump into this real quick if you don't mind, but there's a land land navigation course at RTAC. And for those who haven't been, it's a pretty big area that's split in the middle with a giant river. And if it's been raining, Perfect. that river becomes like non-passable, man. Yeah. So... <laughs> It's, it was, it was pretty crazy. Cause you have points on like the West side of the river and you got points on like the Eastern side of the river. And for us, it was just raining consistently the entire time oh, we were on attack. So those water levels were just rising and rising and we get there and they're like, Hey, you got to get, uh, at least three out of four points, uh, to, to get a go. And they were like, Hey, do not go through the river because it's, uh, right now the water levels are too high. Um, and the way they said it, it was like, it wasn't a hard don't go. It was like, if you go, you're going to get hung up and waste time. Um, but like, you know, so that's on you, but there's no way around it. So figure it out. So there was, yeah. So there was, there was, uh, <laughs> one way around it, but it literally took 45 minutes to go from the West side to the right side. Oh, no. And I think we had, I can't remember if it was like four or five hours to get four points. Um, it was probably five. That sounds right. But 45 minutes to go from one side to the other. Yeah, man, like you, you're booking it, and that eats up so much time alone. Oh, and dude, you you with... gotta go through it, man. It's just not an option. It's just <laughs> yeah, not absolutely. an option. It's sketchy though, man. Like I'm sure you had a ruck on, I'm sure you had gear or something that like yeah. you're. So, man, that's sketchy. Yeah, man, it was it was super sketchy, and to be honest, man, they were they told us like day one of uh, our tech, They talked about the land nav course. They're like, hey, at this specific point, like there's a crossing. Uh, area where there's like a railroad track and you just follow that for a little bit and i got out there man i, I just totally blanked 
my notebooks were all wet, so I couldn't find the grid that they passed oh, to us for the actual point. I was like, guess what? I'm going through the river. So started going through the river to find my other points. And I had two points. I literally needed uh, like one more to get a go. And I'm kind of like fast forwarding, but I, I went through the river. It hung me up for an additional like hour, hour and a half. Just What, what does hung you up mean? What, what does that okay, mean? So like you have your gear and it's yourself, right? And certain areas of the, the river, like you could kind of like wade through it and like get through the water, like no problem. But then other areas, it would have like drop offs or you'd have like little vines or trees that would literally just come out of nowhere. And like, you couldn't pass. You had to backtrack a oh, yeah. um, couple hundred meters and then go around. And so I think that's why the instructor said, don't do it because it just eats up so much time. And little old me was like, Nope, I got to go. Um, so stubborn, I went through, ate up so much time and finally like got through all that, you know, nastiness and, and trees and brush and got to the other side. And not only was I like super tired, but I had no clue where I was. I was like, oh man. Oh dude. Yeah. And <laughs> trying to transition. I'm lost, there, man. Dude, when it's <laughs> when it's downpouring and everything looks the same and you're on a riverbank, you're just like, yo, I I have this river, I can shoot an azimuth down, but then like dude, everything I can't even the imagine the stress at this point too. Just you're you've done pre-ranger, right? Like you're you're at this culminating event basically of tests to like enter into ranger school and you're like i can't even imagine the stress levels with a wet notebook <laughs> it was it was pretty high and like each point you go to you have to get this little uh kind of like a, a hole punch that has a different pattern and you got to stamp that into this paper that's your grade sheet so yeah. you're like trying to protect that as well but yeah I, I got up to the side it took me like an additional 20 minutes to kind of figure out where i was by running to a road shooting azimuths and getting directions and you know i see this one dude he's a german guy uh who's over here for the course and uh he was like hey man are you you good because apparently i looked just distraught like tired <laughs> all wet and i was like yeah man, i'm good like i'm just trying to find my point he's like you're not done yet um i was like no man i still got like one or two more uh, that i had to get um like, oh man, you better hurry up because you only got like an hour and a half. And at this point, I didn't really know how long it took to to get across that uh, crossing point at the south, you know, the, the railroad tracks. I didn't know it took 45 minutes until the very end because I had to run it. But I was like, oh, okay, cool. Well, him saying that obviously means like I need to hurry up because I'm going to run out of time. Yeah. If you run out of time, like it's a safety violation, you get dropped. So anyways, I find my, uh, I find my like I orient myself, figure out where I was could not find this point over here to save my life like on the map it was in this like draw but the way that the signs were you only saw it from like one side and it was raining like dude you just couldn't see it everything was thick the brush was thick the trees oh, were yeah. thick um and i was i was already gassed so stress like you said man was so high and we're trying to stay calm and figure it out but i knew i had that point that was in the draw and then i had one that i was saving as like a, a backup, I guess you can call it that. Um, it was closer to the start slash end point. That was a little easier to find. Um, it's like, all right, man, I'm not gonna waste enough any more time on this. I ran all the way to the south, finally found this crossing point at the railroad tracks, um, followed that to the, to the west, and then I had to go all the way north, like maybe like 700, 800 meters to kind of start finding my point. And oddly enough, this point was on like the edge of uh, that, that river that I'd gone through, but more at yeah. the south end. So I was like, man, not this again. <laughs> <sighs> so you start going through it and you're getting hung up on these vines. And I realized oh, I have oh, like dude. literally like 40 minutes left to find this and run like 2.5 K back to the start point. And I was like, dude, this is, 
this is gonna be rough. Um, so somehow after I crossed that uh, railroad track, I started sprinting north on the azimuth that I thought I was gonna uh, like hit it dead on. And I don't know how, man, but I literally on my pace count on azimuth came right to it. I mean, I literally just ran and on my pace count stopped, Dude, that is looked insane. around, and the point was like right there. I was like, no way. So I wrote it down, and then from there I was like, all right, I got to get back to the start point because if you find all your points doesn't do you any good like you'll still fail if you don't get back to the start point in time for the graders to check you off so, yeah and and just like for anyone who's never done land navigation like you you want to walk directly to your point but obviously there's so many obstacles in your way whether it's even if we're talking a stump and you decide to go to the right of that stump and then you come to another stump and and you you decide to go different direction around that stump like all these things start affecting yes. over the course of a few hundred or thousand meters that you're not going to run right into your point like it's not going to happen so like the fact that you ran right onto that point is insane go yeah I, I literally got there and because you're going up and down these hills like you're on uh you know grass you're on gravel you're on like some sand dirt roads that you're passing through and I got there, I was like, I just remember saying like, yo, thank you, thank you, Lord. I, I appreciate this. <laughs> so I wrote yeah. that down um, and then I was like, all right, now I have like, I like 30, 40 minutes to get back to the start point. And so I'm looking at my map, there's a bunch of roads that like they told us to not handrail per se, but try to try to guide ourselves back to the start point if we get lost. I was like, all right, man, like I don't have time to sit here and go down all these roads. And so very similarly to cutting north from the railroad tracks and coming to that point, I was like, I'm just going to go this general, you know, southwest direction. And hopefully, I know this, this is not like the right idea, but I, I should come into this road that goes down this specific east-west uh, orientation. And so I'm sprinting, I'm hauling, going through trees, up and down hills, um, getting whacked in the face a couple of times, you know, with tree branches, um, just getting all scraped up. Love it. Um, I, I tripped, I tripped twice, I'll admit that. Um, that was pretty fun, but it came down literally to, to last like a couple of minutes. And then I'm sitting here, like my heart rate is now like through the roof because I'm so nervous and stressed. Now I'm like, I'm, I'm about to, I have my points, but I'm about to fail because I'm not going to meet time. Um, right. That safety bust. Exactly. And so I just remember, um, you know, saying a little prayer. I was like, Hey Lord, like, Hey, me again, kind of thing. Um, <laughs> <laughs> it's like, Hey, I will put out 100%. You know, I'll, I'll go until my heart explodes, but like, just guide me a little bit, um, you know, if, if you don't mind. Um, and then I'm looking at my watch, man. I literally have like 30 seconds and I'm just sprinting down this road that was roughly east-west. And I was like, you know what? I'm just going to sprint as hard as I can until time busts. And if I make it, you know, great. If not, you know, that, that sucks, but it is what it is. But I have this firm belief that everything happens for a reason. Yeah, and so, God's sovereign, definitely that's it hundred percent man and i was just like you know what i'm just gonna give it all i got started sprinting down this road and it starts you know it's going uphill i'm like oh this is a good sign because the road i started on went downhill um, yeah so it starts going uphill and i'm getting excited i sprint a little harder that i didn't even know i could and then i see the instructors and i just upped it another gear and i was like yo here's my paper um literally <laughs> the instructors took it they looked at their watch they looked at me and they're like ranger you had two seconds Oh my you would have been Lord, dropped dude. In. And I just like, <laughs> I remember looking up, I'm like, thank you, Lord. Now, please let all these points be right. <laughs> oh, geez. Dude, that is yeah. amazing. Oh, yeah, my word. So that was, <laughs> I'm telling you, man, there's no way I did it by myself. Like somebody was like 
grabbed me by the shirt and like dragging me through the direction I needed to go. So I was very, very grateful and humbled for that. Like hundred percent. Dude, well, it's, it's a good picture of, of this Christian walk, man. Cause if it was on you and me, we would, <laughs> we'd still be lost in those woods, dude. So oh my that's, gosh. uh, that's really cool to hear. Like, I'm, I'm sure I'm sure you're stressing, man. So that's that's legit. And again, this is just the entrance. <laughs> so, yeah, this, we're not even in Ranger School yet. Like, oh my gosh. No, that's um, cool. I, I think, uh, I, like, even just at the schoolhouse doing land nav, like anyone can snap their ankle in a hole, like at any moment. And yeah. so it's just like one of those things when you're night naving. You're like, I still remember praying just while I'm night naving. Like, please don't let me hit a hole, God. Like, please, Same. please. Like, Same. and it's just like it's gonna happen to someone on the team. It's just like <laughs> it's like Final Destination. You just don't know. <laughs> <laughs> like, just I don't. I don't want anybody to get it, but please don't let it be me, especially. You know. Yeah. Oh, definitely. Man. No, that's yeah. cool, man. So, so that's your entrance. So that's pretty cool. Just to, I mean, I mean, going into this event. Uh, or this school is obviously it's a marathon. And so uh, to go in and kind of get a spiritual, like, I don't know, uh, what's the word? Like, like definitely like God got you through that. And in that moment you were looking at it like that. So that's pretty cool to start Ranger school with kind of this spiritual high of like, thank you, God. hundred percent. And like my, my relationship with God, especially like when we stopped going to church um, has always been very personal um, you know, I'll, I'll share it with people who want to talk about it and I'll talk about it and like who I am as a person. Cause that's just part of who I am. Yeah. Um, but like you said, I man, you can't, you can't push religion in the military on people, especially as an officer, but you can talk about it as who you are and like how you lead and, and, and act and, and walk in life. Definitely. Right. And so my, my relationship with Christ has always been extremely personal. I catch myself saying little prayers. Like I'm driving down the road and I see a homeless guy and like, if I can't help, I'm like, I say a little prayer for him. Um, or like I say a little prayer, like before I eat. Just for like any any little thing that I'm grateful for, um, you know, I'll say a little prayer. It's always been super personal and just like yeah, well, it's, it's a relationship, you know. Like we like that's what I, I try to push super hard on this podcast is like there there aren't these to do lists in order to be a Christian. It's like an an organic like actual relationship like with the Creator, with with God, with Christ. Um, and so yeah, that's cool, man. That's cool to hear. Um, so you finished. Land nav. I'm assuming you obviously passed all the other tests. Um, yep. And yep. Then, passed uh, all the other stuff. What What um, came after that? Yeah. So when we were done with our tech, um, I didn't have a hard slot to ranger school, so I was really like, "Yo, I got to pass our tech." Um, and then they walk you over to actual ranger school, and you know, there's for us, we were the class right after the the best ranger competition, so okay. our class was significantly larger than all the other classes that they have because there's dudes that are waiting like six weeks from recycling there's always infantry officers coming from iBullock um and like all the units here on the east coast that are trying to send guys to ranger and so gotcha like, even getting a, a walk-on slot without being vetted through our tech um is really hard and so i was very grateful that our tech had 20 slots and like 18 of us made it through our tech and so we got to walk on um but we started Ranger School. Uh, they put us into our company. I was Alpha Company, and uh, they pretty much like that next day you're doing your PT test. Like oh, they get geez. you situated on that like zero day, yep. and that next day you're doing your PT test. Um, and for us, like as, as TACP, like 
it's nothing like we haven't done before, right? You know, you get your sure. push-ups, you get your sit-ups, your your chin-ups, they do chin-ups there, and then like a five-mile run, and then a ruck. Like that's the same thing we've been we've been used to, right? Um, and it's but, entrance. Like, it's like entrance standards too, right? Exactly. Yep. Exactly. And so I can't remember the numbers for like the push-ups and sit-ups. Sure. Um, I think chin-ups are like six. Your five-mile has to be under forty minutes, and then your ruck has to be twelve miles under. I think it was three hours. Um, came in like two thirty, so I wasn't too worried about it, but we had a lot of guys like just fail from pushups. I'm talking like 40, 40 dudes, uh, Damn, that's finished, insane. Or, or I'm sorry, failed the, the pushups. And so they didn't even get to start. That's like the first gate. And then once that was done, we, uh, well, well surely they, these guys had passed it to end up there. And then they, you know, right. it's just like, that's, what's so crazy is like, the minimum is not going to cut it. <laughs> it's like, if you're, if you're at that minimum number, like you're, you're not going to pass it if you're smoked. And like, I still, I still remember at TACP officer selection, we, we got completely destroyed and then, and on day zero and then morning one was the PT test. And I was like, Oh my word, dude, I'm, yep. I'm pretty sore right now. Like I, I'm not in a place where I'm about to be putting up my best numbers. So uh, just, yeah. just a note for the audience. If you're planning on going to anything like what, what year did you go through selection for attack B officer? I went through tw in 2015, 2015. Okay. I, I went through January of 2017 and it was very similar. Like they just, handed it to you on like day zero if you want to call it that that next morning you have to do a pt test so i know exactly what you're talking about and yeah man like you, you show up thinking like all right first events the pt test <laughs> like no that is nope. actually not the first event the first event is the order of exercise or whatever the heck they want to do you're like what in the world and the first so... exercise is whatever you want sergeant so <laughs> let's have a fun night <laughs> yeah so it was, was kind of crazy to to see dudes like fail the push-ups and i'm like man these guys like they're way bigger than me. They look like they're in shape and then they fail the push-ups. And again, I catch myself like every time, like, Hey, thank you, Lord. Appreciate yeah, it. You know, thanks again. Man. That's cool. Um, so that was the beginning. Once you pass that PT test, you're officially like pushing through Darby phase, right? Yeah. Uh, so you, you push into like rap week and rap week is like the the first week of Darby phase. Okay. So it, it is Darby phase, but they, they call the first week of Darby phase rap week. Cause you're, uh, you're at like a different camp. And so for that rap week, you're going through all the RTTs or ranger training tasks. So like how to set up, um, how to employ and recover a claymore, how to do maintenance and firing of the 249 saw and the 240 machine gun, um, how to program radios for that 148 emitter and then like the ASIP the Army uses, which was easy for us as TACP, right? Because that's like our yeah. bread and butter. And then they also had land nav. And I'll just say really quick that our tax land nav course was a million times harder than ranger schools, uh, land nav course, because I literally used my compass once at the one at ranger school just to get a starting azimuth. And then the rest, it was just train association. So oh, no man. rivers, no crazy tracks you had to follow, like none of that stuff. <laughs> so it was, well, uh, Hey, they prepped you well. So absolutely. Go. Like anybody that is looking for a pre-ranger course, they're confused on which one to go to. Cause like there are different ones. Like our tech is hands down, like the best one in my opinion. But yeah, and you're yeah. right there. So and you're literally good. right there and they walk you over and make sure like you get into school. So there's no like coming from, you know, New York for the mountains and then trying to figure it out. It's like, no, nah, man, you're you're right there. So you're right. Um but then so, yeah, you finish 
So what okay. was kind of like a what was kind of like the roll up of Darby phase for anyone who's not familiar with Ranger School? What what are you trying to accomplish or, or what's like really uh, the tasks that they're they're asking of you there? Yep. And so once you get done with all like the the wrap week or the first week where it's like individual assessment of your skills, you go into squad tactics. Um, so Darby phase is all about like squad level tactics, um, how to do reconnaissance missions, um, how to do uh, like squad ambushes, how to react to contact uh, as a squad. And so for dudes that don't know, that's maybe like 10 to 15 people that, that you're leading. So you got a squad leader and then you got two team leaders and that's it. Um, so you're, very, you're learning like the basics of tactics and then you're learning how to build a warning order, how to brief that warning order, uh, which is basically like, hey, here's our mission from hire. And then you take gotcha. it a step further and hey, how do I build and brief the operations order, which is like the squad leader telling his men and women, hey, here's what we're doing for this mission. Gotcha. So that's like the gist of, of Darby. So it's not, not too crazy. And so for just a tiny bit of essay, I'm curious of what, what did the uh, Air Force guys look like at this point? Were you the only Air Force guy? Like how, however, how many TACPs were there with you, if any? What did that look like? Yeah, we had out of like all, I think we had 350-ish start. And I think there were only three of us. There were two TACPs, so myself and one other, and then a security forces guy. Okay. Um, security forces dude, I think, spotted out. Um, like got too many spot reports and he, um, you know, got washed out. And then the other tech P dude, I'm not sure what happened to him because we were in different companies. So you didn't really see the other companies or interact with gotcha. them pretty much okay. while you're there. Um, how many people yeah, are, are in your company at Ranger School? So you said you're egg co. So how many people were in that? Are, we remember, I remember us having 55. We had 55 um, in, in Darby and then you know, each phase that you go to, you got recycles that come in and then you yep. lose some guys to recycle. So we had 55 in ours at Darby. Gotcha. So, okay. Yeah. But yeah, so I was the only Air Force dude um, in our company. And of course, like I got flack for it, you know, from all the RIs or Ranger instructors, all the other dudes who were like from Ranger Bat um, or the infantry guys. Until they learned kind of like what we do, they're like, yo, I don't know what a tech P is. And then you got to like educate them on like our job. And they're like, oh, okay, that makes sense. You're kind of like us, but like you're in the Air Force. I'm like, yeah, man. <laughs> um, yeah, yeah, that helps Darby, a little bit. <laughs> 100%. And a couple of them knew like what a JTAC was, uh, especially like the dudes from Ranger Bat. And so they're like, oh, yeah, you're, you're good, dude. Um, and so the JTAC cool. branding is much better than the TAC P branding. So yeah, yeah <laughs> not many army people know when they see the TACP patch, but when they see the JTAC patch, they're like, oh, oh, you're the JTAC. even some of the RIs, they'd be like, what do you do? I'm like, I'm a TACP officer in the Air Force. They're like, a what? I'm like, I'm a JTAC. They're like, oh, why don't you say that? I'm like, it's not, it's <laughs> our career feels tacky, man. Like, come on. So you're right. The branding's a little, a little different. They're working on it. They're working on it. We'll see what Slowly happens. Slowly getting there. Slowly getting there. Um, Cool. Yeah, so you, so, so you are doing all those, uh, squad tactics. Um, what, uh, what would you say was like one of the harder parts for you, uh, during that phase? Um, so a lot of the infantry dudes and ranger guys, like they already knew this stuff. Like I yeah. or infantry officers had this at their school, the ranger bats, like they live and breathe this stuff. And then I literally had the ranger pro app to, <laughs> right. And that was it. Right. So although a great app, it doesn't make up for the practical application uh, and get sure. reps. And so um, when you're at Ranger School, they they give you a class 
of everything they expect you to do, right? It's like a PowerPoint and you go out there and do a walkthrough. But keep in mind, like you're tired, like you're hungry, you're annoyed because it's hot out and you're sweaty and just all these other variables. And so the learning piece isn't quite where you would want it to be if you're seeing it for the first time. And so I remember myself vigorously taking notes in my right in the rain. I mean, I had for one class, maybe like 10 pages worth of notes. And I was just <laughs> my word, yeah. step by step. Here's what you do. Um, and then instead of going to sleep early, like some of the dudes would uh, just to catch an extra hour, I'd stay up and like read and study all those notes as best I could, which paid off later, obviously. But um, yeah, I was going to ask what, what was the ratio that it paid off? Like, <laughs> I think it was worth it tired wise. Yeah, I, I think so. And I say that because, um, like, I knew I was going to be tired like, the entirety of Ranger School. That's just kind of how it's set up, right? Um, yeah. But I realized that just like any other school you go to, whether it's, like, civilian or, like, military and not even special warfare, right, dudes are only going to retain, like, a small portion. Um, and so the dudes that you think should understand this already, they kind of, like, skip steps and there's skeps that, or, excuse me, steps that you have to do to get a go. If you if you skip certain steps, the RIs are like you're no go. Oh and man, so yeah. It paid off because like I started remembering all this stuff. And when dudes are out um, on patrols and they're in their their graded positions, everybody else is like trying to help them get their go. Yeah, right. right. Um, and so they start skipping steps. And I'm like, hey man, like, did you remember to conduct sills or like stop, look, listen, and smell? And he's like, oh no, you're right. Um, and then something as small as that can get you a no go if you forget it. So it's, it was, it was pretty important and it paid off because those dudes got their go. I got my go. Um, well, yeah, you helped we somebody were, out. You helped somebody out. Obviously that that's going to pay dividends going down the road and then peer evals are a pretty big deal mm -hmm. there from what I hear. Yeah, so. You're right. And, and you're hundred percent right. And so because I was able to do that and like take the attribute of being like a Christian leader, like helping my guys and supporting them, um, I ended up getting like a 96% on peers, which is like the highest out of uh, the entire company. So it definitely Dang. paid off. Yeah, I was, I was pretty grateful for that. That's cool, so, man. That's really cool to hear. I mean, you'd hate for it to be the opposite as a Christian leader to be the most hated guy there. So I know it. I know. And <laughs> just like being selfless or like trying to be selfless as much as possible and help those dudes. Again, um, I, I think that's very important, um, both as like the Christian side of things and both as like just an officer in the Air Force in general. And so it was, it was really cool to be able to, to, portray that and, and do that there even whenever we're tired and hungry and it just sucks, yeah so, yeah that's awesome man very that's cool. that's really cool to hear so um what uh what was the event like getting your go pretty pretty good feeling getting that and knowing you're going to be going to mountain phase yeah so at ranger school you get two looks per phase or two evals uh, per phase but when you're conducting them like, and you're done with it you get feedback from the instructors but they don't tell you if you're a go or not and oh, okay. it's, it's weird that you can get a lot of positive feedback or you can get a lot of negative feedback, but that has zero implications if you, if you got your go or not. Cause some dudes, you know, they're like, yo, you did so Just great. Screwing with like, your mind. hundred percent, hundred percent. And so the last day of the phase after the FTX is done or the field training exercise, uh, they pull everybody in one by one and they're like, Hey, you got to go on, on this look and a no go on this look. However, like we recommend you going forward to mountain. So like, good job, man. Good luck. Um, so everybody's like sweating bullets, just eagerly awaiting their fate. <laughs> um, Dang man. That's yeah, crazy. So do you never see those RIs? Like when are those just Darby RIs or do they follow you to mountain? No, they're, they're Darby RIs. So each phase has like their own dedicated instructors okay. who like, they go through the whole process 
of this guy teaches this class, he gets vetted on it, and you know. Gotcha. There, so, so, so no rapport, no, no rapport coming into mountain. Just completely new instructors and absolutely new, new animal, Zero. new animal. And beginning of each phase, um, you do like a, a whole like ruck layout, and I absolutely hated those going through the Tacky Schoolhouse. Yeah, um, they're pretty gross. For those that don't know, if you miss one item or like one thing's jacked up, like everybody's getting smoked, and then you're the most hated dude or gal on the team. So, it's just <laughs> very, very stressful. So. Again, it's like, hey, Lord, me again. Just please get me through this. I'll do my best, but help me out. Um, and so it was. It was interesting. But yeah. So w- how would you compare the the Ranger Ruck layout to Attack P Schoolhouse Ruck layout? Um, the Attack P was definitely more meticulous and like attentive to detail versus the Ranger. Because the Ranger one, you just dump it out, and you're literally like half. You're like an arm's length, maybe half an arm's length away from another dude, and you got that entire packing list that you're literally just dumping out, and stuff is everywhere, and you're hoping dudes don't take your stuff because then you're going to get a spot report, um, and you can get kicked out for that, and so it's just super stressful because you're like literally shoulder to shoulder with your gear touching, and you're like, hey, man, that's mine. Don't touch it, you know? So it's less about, hey, put this item here and more. Do you have every item? Correct. Like, do you have every item? Um, is it the right item? And then do you have contraband? Cause they look for like contraband that dudes would bring or sneak in. And if they see that, like you're a drop. So, uh, oh, stressful in different ways. Yeah. Yeah. So you, you did that to start the phase and then, uh, what was the environment shift like? So, so where were you at for mountain phase for anyone who doesn't know? And like, what was kind of like, just give me, give me a weather report. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. So. Whenever we went to uh, Mountain Phase, it's in Dahlonega, Georgia. So you're a little bit at elevation and you're, you're staying in these like open barracks whenever you're being taught the classes. But then whenever you're in the FTX, like you're no joke in the mountains, right? And doing the missions there, it was super hot. It was super humid. And half of the FTX, it was a straight downpour. And I'm talking the point to where you put your hand out in front of you and that's all you can see. Anything past that, absolutely not. Oh man, so that was a huge challenge. Huge <clears throat> challenge. Um, and then obviously going from rucking on flat land to rucking on almost a near vertical incline at some points uh, for some of these mountain trails, it's just you're just hoping dudes don't fall out or you don't cramp or heat cat or whatever the case may be because some dudes were hurting really bad. Um, and you're just sitting there trying to support them and get them through, but so I'm the train. Obviously, the terrain is a big factor of this phase. What was kind of like their goal of you being in this phase? So you accomplished all your squad tactics and Darby. And what was what was this phase? Yep. So taking what you learned from Darby as far as squad tactics um, and what to do as a, a squad leader and a team leader. Now at, at Mountain Phase, you're moving into platoon level operations. So you got a platoon leader. You got a platoon sergeant. You have your different assault squad leaders. Salt one and two, you got a security squad leader, a weapon squad leader, and each one of those are in charge of like, you know, their squad with their own team leaders. And so it's kind of just like a one level up. Um, and the thing that was tricky is that if you're like an NCO or an officer, it's supposed to be rank agnostic or like, you know, you don't wear rank there. Right. And the dudes aren't supposed to know it and the RIs aren't supposed to know it. But then they carry a sheet that has like all your info. And so they inevitably know, like I was a captain and I was like, man, all right, oh, that cool. sucks. Yeah. And so if you're an NCO, like highly likely you got a platoon sergeant uh, look, or if you're an officer, you got a platoon leader look. And what's tricky with that 
And it's like, you know, it's, it's nothing new to us. Like we're used to leading men and women um, in, in scenarios, but for Rangers school specific, it says in the handbook that the platoon sergeant platoon leader is in charge of everything the platoon does or fails to do. And so multiple instances, the platoon leader, platoon sergeant would do everything right. I'm talking to a T, remember all the steps, crush the mission, get the mission done successfully um, and get the dudes back to the patrol base, like perfect. But then one dude loses one piece of gear, that's team gear or falls asleep on the line and the RI catches him. Like instantly that dude that's in charge of, uh, or as the platoon leader, platoon sergeant gets a no-go. So it's really stressful. Oh man, that is super stressful. That's stressful for everyone, man. You don't want to be that. You don't want to be that guy for sure. Yep. And you know, unfortunately, we had one or two um, in this phase that you know you you probably heard the term spotlight ranger where they put out when they're in charge, but when they're not, they're kind of just dirtbagging. Yep. Uh, We had a couple of those. They ended up getting peered out, but so 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 how how are you doing at this point uh, in Mountain Face, sleep wise, everything like? obviously like you're pretty fit. Like part of what you do on the, on the side is like regarding fitness. We can talk about that more later for anyone who doesn't know, but um, like, do you feel like you're nearing a breaking point? Or are you just like surviving? Like, how are you doing at this point? Um, so mentally I was, I was doing strong and like between talking to the guys, saying a prayer, like every 10 seconds, it seems, um, or just focusing my mind on specific tasks. Like mentally, I was pretty solid, but physically, I sweat a lot. Um, and so with that, you're dumping electrolytes, yep. which can cause you to cramp. And fortunately, I didn't cramp, but maybe once or twice, and you just kind of like power through it. Um, Those but on hills, top of that, I'm sure, made it worse. Oh, the hills are smoking you, um, using the same muscles over and over. It's hot out, so you're burning calories like crazy. I think if I had to estimate, just based off my experience, probably like. 6,000 calories a day you're burning and you're only taking in maybe, I don't know, 2,000. So dudes are losing weight. So are you guys um, eating like an MRE a day or, or, or what, what are you guys getting rationed out there? So they gave us two MREs a day. It was controlled in how we ate them, meaning you'd have like 10 minutes to crush an MRE. Or if the RI was being just like having a day, you'd, he'd be like, hey, you have until the time I'm done with this debrief to eat your MRE. And then he's done in five minutes and you're like, dude. <laughs> I literally ate like applesauce. <laughs> yeah. So let me, let me put it this way. I started ranger school at 205 pounds at the end of the mountain FTX. I was sitting at 177 pounds. Oh my word. Yeah. So mentally I was okay, but physically I was starting to like deteriorate. I could feel my hips grinding on the, the rucks. I could feel my shoulder yeah. blades grinding on the ruck. And so I was like, man, like, I, can, I don't know if I could recycle, like physically. Mentally, I'd be right, but physically, if I had to go through this again, I, it'd be rough. Um, so, and I wasn't the only one that was that, that same way. A lot of dudes were, you know, they're hurting um, physically, mentally. And that, that's kind of why you're there as a teammate. And that's where that, like, Christian leader comes in, where you're trying to just support everybody and, like, get yeah. them through, keep them positive. Um, I think that helped a lot because um, we were able to get all of our guys through except one guy who, unfortunately, just failed his patrols. Um, and he was that like spotlight ranger. So he ended up getting peered out as well, um, which sucks, but you know, it is what it is. So, yeah, it definitely like there, there's an aspect that looking out for other people can make it easier to a certain extent. It's like kind exactly. of less, less focus on yourself, more servant leadership. And I mean, things work out like, obviously you got to have yourself square away too, but that's cool to hear you're able to 
do that, man. Um, so you get through all of mountain phase, all the platoon, uh, sorry, all the platoon ops. And then what, uh, you got your go, any, any hiccups there or did everything go pretty smooth? No, nah, fortunately, like everything was smooth. Um, yeah, I, I got my goes in, in mountain, no problem. Um, the terrain, as far as doing the actual actions on part, because I'll kind of take a step back and big picture. There was a morning go, which was like the planning look. And then yeah. there was like an afternoon go, which was all actions on. So actually doing the mission. And okay. So it's kind of broken up that way. And I uh, had an actions on look that got me my go as a platoon leader. And so no, no issues there, man. I was, I was very grateful to go to push through that phase. Cause they say like mountain phase, like is ranger school. Like that's the hardest phase physically. And if dudes are going to recycle, that's probably where they're going to recycle. If not gotcha. you know, the beginning at rap week, but. And so is that, so was weather uh, like cold at, ever? You just said it was humid, hot and rainy. Yeah. Humid, hot and rainy. And like, man, I, I was there. Um, I had my birthday there. So I remember waking up for my birthday. I was like, yes, I hope it's going to be a good day. And then it's just downpouring. And I'm like, I literally remember just taking a tactical pause, like five minutes. And I'm like, just looking around, scanning the patrol base, looking at all the dudes, just like suffering. I'm like, you know what? It could be worse. It could always be worse. Um, yeah, man. And yeah. It, it Happy really birthday. What, what, yeah. How old did you turn? I just turned 27. So 27 up there. That's a good yeah. one, man. That's a good one for Ranger School. Yeah, I was like, you know what? I'm gonna find me kind of sidebar, but I'm gonna find me an MRE that you know somebody has that has a little cake in it. I'm just gonna throw one of those matches in there, and make a wish. And I did that, and we moved on. So, man, you can you was... can make a pretty good cake if you guys work together. So, you guys... oh yeah, get those little marble pound cakes. Those those alone are money if you can find them. So. Yeah, it was it was good, but no, it wasn't cold. It was just hot and humid. Everybody's sweating through their clothes, and then you know having to get back in wet clothes in the morning. Uh, you know, that was about it. So the weather wasn't too bad. It was just you're going on a patrol, and it's downpouring, and you're like, dude, I hope I don't slip off this cliff. Dude, that's sketch. Um, yeah. So was, you made it through, no hiccups, no injuries to this point. Nothing like that. You're you're just pressing. Yep. Fortunately, man, like I said, I could feel my hips and like shoulder blades starting to grind against the ruck, but I mean, you're not going to say anything because other dudes are hurting just the same, you know? And so, yeah, fortunately just pushed on to Florida. We, uh, obviously wasn't, I wasn't airborne qualified because I'm at airborne school right now, but the dudes that were airborne qualified, they were supposed to jump into Florida phase, but the weather was just so bad. They, they canceled it. And everybody got this like eight hour bus drive from Dahlonega down to uh, camp rudder which is like Fort Walton beach area, Northwest Panhandle of Florida. So see, that's the hack, man. Everyone says airborne's awesome, but you get the eight hour bus drive. If you're not, Oof, so. that was clutch because <laughs> you, you got to catch up on a little bit of sleep. You got to eat an MRE without being like, you know, hackled by the, the cadre and you're just able to eat all your food in peace. Um, it was, it was pretty good. The only thing that sucked is we literally had like one quart of water for eight hours. So, oh man, that's not a lot. Yeah, but like I said, it could always it could always be worse. At least we got some sleep. Yeah, um, for sure. So, yep. so you drove into Florida phase, um, and then kind of like you have for the other phases. What was the point of this phase? Yep. So uh, very similar to mountain phase, uh, where you're doing platoon level operations, um, except now like they they're barely saying a single word to you. Um, as the instructors, like they're like, Hey, here's your mission from higher. And now like, they're just 
shutting up and they're evaluating you on like how you're doing as a team. And I'll kind of like backtrack just a little bit for, for that comment specifically about the RAs not saying anything when you were in mountain phase, um, if they knew this dude was like a younger enlisted guy, I mean like an E4, they, they might be like, are you sure you want to do that? Like maybe like yeah. you can use a claymore as like your primary, uh, you know, for this, this ambush, like set it off. And then you're like, wait, is this guy saying this because he just wants to know what I'm thinking, which like is the case. Sometimes I'll just ask questions to see what your thought process is as a leader. Um, or is he saying this because like, I shouldn't be doing it, you know, kind of like yeah. those little games. Didn't do it too much for the officers, but if they were like a young little like E4, uh, they they maybe hook them up like that every now and then. Sounds However, legit to me, man. Worked in Call of Duty, so it sounds legit. <laughs> yeah, right. Oh, geez. Um, oh, that's that's them, man. I hate those questions. That sucks. Yeah, hundred percent. I was like, look, E4, like just just do what you had, do what you're gonna do, man. Go hundred percent and like get the mission done correctly, and you'll be all right. And that was always the answer, right? Um, yeah but in florida no they didn't say nothing they didn't say anything they just gave you your op board um from higher headquarters and like the missions in there and you start planning and going and like the timelines on you the air assaults are on you to plan like with the cadre um and make sure the manifest was good and, like everything's on you and they were just there for safety that was it so that was pretty cool um because we actually yeah, to just do, like, to not, not have your hand held man that's legit oh i know I know. Um, and it's like at, at uh, mountains, you would try to do something because it makes sense, right? Like, for instance, I remember helping plan a route and like the fires, uh, like, because as, as a tech VJ tech, like, you're, you're helping with the fires planning. Like, that's your job. And so right. you're doing that there. I'm like, oh, well, this makes sense to put the fires here and have a route go around the mountain because, like, we don't want to go on top of the mountain and expose ourselves to like enemy fires. Um, and smoke ourselves right for no reason when we right. can just skirt it and crest it and go around like nope you're going up the mountain and i'm like dude what <laughs> yeah i was like this makes zero tactical sense but all right cool all right says we're gonna do it we're doing it um and so florida they didn't have that if you wanted to go around an extra you know 500 meters like you could there was no that's you're cool. going this way specific so that was that's nice. cool man do you feel like <clears throat> do you feel like it was cool to like obviously you're, you're worried about yourself in a lot of this but was it interesting i feel like it's like an interesting social experiment to watch these many people attempt to lead and and go through these different events it it was really cool um just being like going through like the tag p pipeline and like being an officer and being used to like leading men and women of small like small teams right um it was really cool to know that some of these guys were like e3s and e4s and then they were leading the planning as a platoon sergeant because sometimes like they would put the young dudes up in those positions as well um even right. platoon leader which was wild um and just see like how they interacted with the dudes how to how to talk to these guys and like inspire them motivate them and, and to not have that experience as a leader just by nature of them being you know a young soldier and then actually get the job done i was like oh man i was i was really impressed uh, i was so it was really interesting that's cool man that's really yeah. cool so Florida phase, no hiccups there either, man. You just went straight through it, didn't you? Yeah. I was again, man, like, Hey Lord, me again, every two seconds. So I was very grateful uh, to go 62 and through and not have any issues. Um, you know, it, it, I definitely didn't do it by myself. Like you're there as a team, you're talking to the guys and For sure. 
you're like, Hey man, like you missed this. And I'm like, Oh, Oh, thanks. You know, like, cause you're tired and you think you did something, but you're running on maybe 30 minutes to an hour of sleep. And so you just think you do something and you don't. And, you know, at this point you're getting maybe 30 minutes to an hour every night. Um, just by setup of the design of the course. Right. And dudes were literally falling asleep as you're talking to them. Like you're having a conversation <laughs> like we are now. And all of a sudden you just like, he, he's gone, like dude. Hey man, like, <laughs> yeah, like, gone. Wake up. Oh. that's hilarious, so was, man. Not then, so that's not funny I, then, but no, it is. Oh I, no. I mean, it, it, it was, but it wasn't, you know, it's one of those things <laughs> you're like, oh, come on, dude. But, and that's kind of why I was really impressed with how the young dudes handled it. Um, to still lead and they had like e6s that were like special forces in the army and they're falling asleep like that and these little infantry guys are like hey man like i really need you to do this um that's legit. That was really cool that's but, cool yep. so do you feel like uh at this point like you're in florida phase you're nearing the end um what what do you know about any of these dudes spiritually if anything like obviously you, you got way like so much stuff on the to-do list so like i don't think you guys have a ton of time to just sit around and and hash out some spiritual combos potentially but i'm curious to hear this yeah so actually we we did have a little bit of time um whenever you're in your patrol base and if you weren't you know the platoon leader platoon sergeant or the squad leader the rest of the guys are literally pulling security on the line and okay you get strong pointed and that just means you'll have like two or three guys at one spot with like sections of fire and they do that so you can keep each other awake and maintain security at all times especially when you're again running on 30 minutes of sleep yeah and so you know you, you got a couple of dudes that you try to pair up with because you like them or you just want to get to know them and you know maybe they're struggling you want to just like give them some tips or talk it out and so you get to know these guys pretty good at least a couple of them and there were two guys there again i won't name drop but one was enlisted dude and one was a second lieutenant um and got to know them pretty well and man uh that second lieutenant he actually carried this little pocket bible and i just remember pulling security and i thought he was sleeping i'm like you know gave him a little foot tap we use a tap code there like you know one tap like are you awake two taps i think i see somebody three taps like yo man you're about to fire your weapon get ready I give him a little one tap, you know, because you don't want to talk. Uh, in case our eyes are around, and you get a spot report, yep. compromised. I get one tap and like nothing. I'm like, oh, this guy's probably asleep. Dang it! So I scoot over like two meters to him and I start shaking. I'm like, hey, you good? And he's like, yo, what are you doing? I'm like, oh, I thought you were sleeping. He's like, no, I'm just reading. I was like, what are you reading, man? He's like, reading my little pocket Bible that I brought. I'm like, you brought a Bible out to Ranger School? He's like, yeah, man. I'm like, oh, it's so perfect. Just a little literally pocket Bible that he had. Um, Dude, that's awesome. And he kept it in his shoulder pocket and he just, anytime he was on security, if we weren't talking, he was just reading that. So. Dude, um, that's awesome, man. Had a lot of good talks with him and just very, I say like eye opening to have him go through like his course, um, the iBook, the infantry basic officer leader course and have very similar instances of like what I had at like RTAC, right? I was like, man, that's so cool. So we chatted about that for like two, three hours until we got switched out. Um, and then the enlisted guy, uh, you know, he wasn't very religious, but I was like, hey, man, like, you want to want to talk about it? You know, just talking about a million things. And I just came yeah. up. I was like, you want to talk about it? He's like, sure, let's talk about it. Um, so we 
chat about that for probably a good hour and a half, two hours. And then he started falling asleep and I was like, all right, let's, <laughs> let's do something else, play a game or something like a little tic-tac-toe in the sand. But <laughs> falling asleep, at least have him be like receptive to it. Um, it was really cool. Dude, that's awesome, man. That's cool. That, that's really cool. You know, you don't know what you don't know. And just one, like, I guess there, there is those opportunities just to get to know people. That's cool. That's really cool. You were intentional with that. And, didn't have to be, you know, there, there's a million other things you could have talked about, could have studied, could have done, but I mean, that dude's whipping out his, his Bible. And like, again, it's not a, it's not, Hey, I need to read this. So I'm a good Christian. It's dude, like, give me some food. Like I I need some spiritual food to be able to get through this. And that's exactly Um, what it was. Yeah. That's cool. cool. That's cool, man. Um, Well, God sustained you through it uh you got your go at florida uh phase and then what was that like finishing that up what else is there when you finish florida phase as far as getting back to ranger school for graduation and stuff yeah so once the ftx is done so that ftx is like 10 days straight in the field um, where the other ones are broken up and they're like darby was three days out in the field you come back for a day three days Mountains was five days, come back for a refit day, and then five days. And Florida was 10 days. So that last day, you guys, like, we came back to Camp Rudder, um, started, like, cleaning up everything. And then same thing, we got pulled in one by one. And they're like, hey, you're a go or you're a no-go. Um, and, you know, we had guys who got their goes, obviously, and then some guys who didn't. And it's really hard because that's, like, the last phase of Ranger School. Yeah. You're so close. Like, you can – like mentally you can, you can taste it, man. You're right there. Um, and you know, you're putting out in the FTX cause you're like, this is it. This is the last, you know, home stretch. But then these guys get a no go for peers or they failed their evaluations and thought they had to go, you know, it's very devastating. And so a lot of them were just like super down on themselves and really sad and upset rightfully so. Right. Um, and so I just go over there and, you know, you're talking to them and you say a little prayer for them and they're like, Hey man, like here's some mentoring and feedback uh, to go into the next uh, FTX that you do. Cause the next class started like in a week. Yeah. Um, once I was done, took that bus ride back to uh, Camp Rogers and basically just started packing all our stuff and doing graduation practice and graduated. So dude, that's wild. I can't even yeah. imagine the feeling, man. Can't yeah, even super imagine. surreal, um, especially like being forced not to go 62 and through. It's like, man, even today I caught myself chatting with this uh, infantry officer and I'm like looking down to check all your tabs uh, and your patches and all that stuff because they catch on everything here at Airborne. And I see that thing on there. I'm like, dude, I, I still can't believe I have this thing. Um, so very, very humbling for sure. That's crazy, man. So um, I know the, the original – uh, when I started, sorry, when I started messaging you on Instagram, when you, when you finished Ranger school, obviously just by itself, I was pumped, you know, to see attack the officer, uh, going through. And then, uh, we had briefly talked about faith for a second and, and you just mentioned you were baptized and took me completely off guard. I didn't know that, that was a thing, but, uh, to end a baptism there at Ranger school, um, what, led to that and what was kind of the process of of getting that to happen yeah i'm glad you brought that up man um so going back to earlier in our discussion uh like i said we we went to church growing up Uh, my my brother was baptized um 
and you know there's controversy like whether you should wait till you're older to actually like understand what you're accepting and, and giving to the faith sure. and you know or not but setting that aside right he was he was baptized he was, he was a lot younger um but i never was and so like growing up you know i'd like go to this church i'd go to that church i'd go with this friend to you know this church i never really had like a church family like a church that i would go to consistently mm-hmm. um and so never never felt comfortable enough to like make a relationship with a dude and ask you know uh you know a christian leader to, to baptize me it's like i never just never had that um and i knew it was something that i wanted but i didn't want to just go up to anybody and, and have that happen and so when we started ranger school and each phase you know they'd have a a chaplain who would come out you'd have your service on uh, like sundays um mm-hmm. and uh, you're chatting and I, I don't know what it was but me and this chaplain like we just clicked um started having conversations with him and he just asked he's like hey like you know are you baptized like have you been baptized uh and i was actually like no i haven't that's so he's random like, why I, that's it so really random. Was. it was just that's cool out of the blue and i was like actually no <laughs> you know i'm not uh, he's like well is that something like you're interested in and we had the same conversation i was like yeah 100 but you know it's like finding the right the right time the right right person that i trust to to do that and um he's like hey well, i don't want to pressure you but um here at ranger school and myself specifically not everybody does it but uh you know we don't mind uh, especially for individuals who um are accepting of the faith and like they're good christian leaders um like we will baptize them at graduation again, if they want to. And it's just something that they do at the end after graduation's done, you go over to Victory Pond and they actually you know, do it right there. And anybody Amen. who's around, um, for us, it was me and one other guy who, you know, actually wanted to do it and we had it done. And they had everybody come over, said a few words um, and, and had it done right there. Like my family was there, like my mom and dad and brother and like girlfriend, like they all, they all came in and like surprised me at graduation. And like, oddly enough, like this was happening. I was like, man, this is, it's perfect. Yeah, that's you know? awesome, man. That's so cool. Yep. So I was, I was very fortunate to go to get baptized there at Victory Pond with somebody that I trusted right at the end of a culminating event where you know, I was challenged spiritually and like came through. And then now my family like surprised me. I was like, man, it, it couldn't get more perfect. You know, it's like Dang. meant to be. Dude, yeah. that's, that's really cool. God was able to orchestrate all that for you, man. Just... Yeah. I was just, I was like blown away. I was speechless and you know, you kind of like you get a little teary eyed sometimes when you're like just overwhelmed with happiness. Like that's that's kind of how I was. So it's, I lost for words with how grateful I was. That's cool, man. And just just some of the community I'm sure that you felt with these fellow trainees going through with that chaplain and everything. And like kind of what you were saying at the beginning of the episode, just haven't really felt like a, a home, like a home church or anything. Um, I'm sure you feel some sort of community just with those guys having done the same thing in the military, but, and also profess Christ. Absolutely. I mean, it was, it was just, it was a fitting circumstance, like a fitting like group of guys and community that I, I truly felt like, you know, my heart's in the right place. Like this is it. And I feel comfortable um, to attack have it done. And so it was, again, like very grateful that that chaplain was there and everything happened the way it did because it really couldn't have been more perfect. Yeah, no, it's, it's a cool thing, man. And just baptism in general, like, like obviously it's something as Christians like we're called to do. And it's, it's such a cool thing to profess Christ publicly. Um, and obviously it's something like I'm trying to, you know, figure out how to do 
through this podcast and and through my own military journey. And uh, it's something as a Christian that's really hard to navigate, uh, which is kind of like what what we've talked about a lot this episode. Um, Mm -hmm. But cool to see you take initiative with some of that during Ranger School. Cool to see just even the initiative following Ranger School to to do that, man. Because like, I mean, like there, no one's saying you can't do that. Like, obviously there's rules as an officer and, and stuff that you're saying, but so cool to just cap off Ranger School, profess Christ and like, you know, just point, point it all to him. It's really cool. Yeah. And it's like, you know, and like you said, like it wasn't deliberate, like, oh, I have to go do this. And it was just, it was natural, man. Like you're just talking to these guys or, you know, like the, everything was just natural. And so I think that was like the really, really cool part, especially talking to like the young dude. Um, we really guys on team about it. So it was never, I never felt forced or, you know, weird talking to these guys. It was just good, really good feeling, good time and good conversations to have. Well, dude, congrats after hearing the whole story, congrats on making it through the <laughs> journey. Um, I, I know like getting ready for this episode, I was super stoked to hear just some of the intricate details of this. So I know, I know the listeners will too. Uh, it was super fun just to talk about it and just to obviously like, I don't know you, like we, we haven't met in person, but just both being uh, in the TACP career field, both being believers in Christ, it, it's cool to be able to just talk on the phone and, and actually be able to, you know, connect through this and be able to uh, point to Christ. Um, yeah. It's just natural. Like you said, uh, that's been one of the coolest things of doing the podcast is not only having a military connection to someone, but the, the Christian as well is super strong. It's pretty awesome. Yeah. Cause you know, it's, it's a very uh, weird navigation being in the military and then, if you don't go to church um, on post, you know, which I know some places are pretty active, but if you don't go there and you're seeing your unit, it's, it's hard to, to put that out there. Um, Cause it just takes one dude being uncomfortable, especially this day and age and they go file an EO complaint and then, you know, just goes down from there. So still being who you are and navigating that and, you know, like saying a prayer here or there um, and getting dudes involved is, is definitely challenging. Um, it's worth it, but challenging. Yeah, it's challenging, but it sounds like you're, you're pursuing it, man. sounds like you're trying to do it, uh, which is obviously the most important step um, is actually trying to be intentional about it. Uh, and and just, it's hard to do it the right way, but you know, you live and you learn and, and we figure it out. And thankfully we have God's grace for when we suck at it. So absolutely. Absolutely. So that's cool, man. Yeah, so, man. so what's next, dude, what you, you're done. You got the tab. <laughs> what are you doing? Now? Just earning it every day. You know, they, they say that, every day after ranger school, like you're, you're still earning it. Uh, and similar to the Christian faith, like the job's never done. You're just constantly getting after it. And, you know, it's part of who you are. So, um, I'm at Ra- or finished ranger school. I'm at airborne right now. Finally, um, after a couple of years waiting on that waiver, um, this knock this out. And then I actually just got orders to, uh, Fort Riley in Kansas. So I'll be heading out there and I think taking over another flight out there. So I'm really excited for that opportunity. Dude, that's awesome, man. What what have you been doing on the side? I, I've seen a little bit uh, on your website, uh, Train With Purpose. Can you talk to that for a second? Yeah, so I'm, I'm very passionate about uh, like physical fitness and health. Like I went went to school for nursing, like got to, got to learn the body really well. Um, again, like serve people in that aspect. And then 
still keeping up with my license, but not doing it right now. Um, another way to get after that same, like servicing others is, is do personal training. And with that, I target mostly people that are trying to go in the military or, you know, just try to live generally healthy life. Um, I worked with some police officers and firefighters to get ready for their, uh, I guess like their schoolhouses, if you want to call it that. Sure. But, uh, and then like my main focus is if there's like a parent out there or somebody who can't really afford personal training, but they need some guidance or just help in general. then I'm like, Hey man, just shoot me a DM. Like, let's get you, get you squared away. So like, I don't really care about the money. It's just something extra for me. Uh, just to like give back to like all these people who support me. So still keep up Dang. with that. And I love it. Well, it costs a lot of money. So that's, that's a great resource, man. So that's really cool uh, that you're doing that. And just the whole like tactical athlete stuff. Like, I feel like, uh, I feel like the military didn't really used to care a few years ago and it was just do these really stupid, hard workouts. <laughs> and and now, yeah, just, now in the last five years or so, it's like, Ever, everyone cares about health. Everyone cares about what are we doing? Does it make sense? And it's cool. You're, you're into that stuff because it's super helpful for the dudes to have a resource uh, to train smart and to actually do things that are going to make them more effective, whether it's getting ready to go into a selection or getting ready to like actually go on a mission. So, yeah, exactly. Cause you can go through a workout and, Sometimes a workout that doesn't leave you sore the next day is actually better for you. And just because you're sore from workout doesn't mean it's a good workout. So there's a lot of yeah uh, like science that goes into it and practical specificity, stuff like that, that um, really needs to take into account. So it's, again, like you said, man, it's a, it's just a good thing for the career. Uh, I'm very grateful to be a part of the like that community as well. And it's just, it's been a huge blessing in my life to just be able to have that um, as like a hobby. So cool, man. Well, dude. I seriously appreciate you coming on. Loved the conversation. Really, really enjoyed picking your brain about your time at Ranger School. And honestly, super encouraged myself just hearing uh, some of your interactions and just uh, how you were able to be a Christian leader um, there at Ranger School, man. That's really awesome. Like, thanks for your time, man. No, thanks for having me on. And like, like you mentioned earlier, we've interacted a couple of times on like Instagram and I've seen your post. I'm like, man, this is this is awesome. He's like doing like the Christian thing and attack piece thing. And it's, it's messing really well. I'm like, I'm gonna share that to my story. Um, so when you asked me to just to chat, I was like, Oh, I'm on it. Like no doubt. Um, so again, thanks for just taking the time out to, to chat with me and letting me share that with you and you know your audience. I'm very grateful. Thank you. Oh, no worries, man. I, I appreciate it. And uh, good to have another brother in Christ in the career field. Uh, so I'll definitely, definitely be in the DMS, man. Yeah, if there's anything that like you have questions on or need help with, man, and same thing for anybody listening, like just feel free to reach out and you know we'll get you the resources or your answers. So sounds good, man. I'll I'll definitely tag all your stuff, um, your Instagram and your uh, your website and everything, so people can easily find it. So if you're listening, just check the show notes and you'll be able to find uh, Todd on there. So Todd, thanks for coming on, man. Appreciate it. Right on, man. It's been a been a pleasure, man. And hopefully we'll chat again soon. Otherwise, you know, take care and keep doing what you're doing. I love it. All right, man. See ya. Hey, guys. Thanks for listening to my interview with Todd. If you like what you heard, please rate the podcast and leave a review. That helps other people like yourself find the podcast so that more people can be encouraged. 
Uh, also, if you don't follow me on social media, please do. I'm primarily on Instagram, at MillSpecBeliever. Feel free to message me. I love connecting with you guys so that we can try to be an encouragement to one another as we try and be bold in our faith as believers in Jesus Christ. So thanks again for listening, and thanks for your support. See you.